welcome to my podcast. If you are listening to this on the blog, uh, then I won't waste much time. Let's get right into it. This is a podcast that I felt was necessary. I wanted to insert this in the middle of my blog post. If you're not on the blog or you're curious to know what the what the blog is all about <laughs> you can check it out after you're done listening to this podcast it's a blog called visuallyafrican.com so let's get into it right so the post that i'm commenting on right now it's the post that uh, you're on which is titled top african runway models talk about life behind the dressing curtains and their personal solutions Whew, that's a long title. <laughs> right, uh, so <clears throat> that particular post has a video, which I assume you've now already watched. And uh, in that video, the models uh, talked about the experiences and the solutions that they came up with for their own different situations. Now, after all those solutions, I felt like since this image crisis that's created... And, and I say image crisis in the sense that I was baffled to realize that uh, people that do makeup and hair for professional models at global runway shows, I was baffled and just <laughs> astonished to realize that uh, some of the people in charge of the makeup and hair do not know how to handle African hair and African makeup. And these are the people that will be given to you, assigned to you when you are an African model at those global events, you know. And I mean, it was just surprising. If you haven't uh, checked out any of the stuff that I'm talking about, it's going to be available in the video that's on the blog post, right? Right. So now let's go into additional solutions because, like I said, the models also talked about their solutions which is something i loved to have people talk about a problem a situation a challenge that they are going through but not just ending it off there they went the extra mile and talked about well i bumped into this situation and this is how i handled it i bumped into this challenge and this is how i handled it and to have professional industry leaders showing this like light and direction and problem solving mentality it's something that's great it's lovely you know <laughs> and i i really admire them even more i mean normally you see models at the cover of a magazine or you just see them walking um on a runway the the way they walk and the way they pose on magazine covers tends to hold very little emotion and like it's just all pro you know it's all professional but i really loved seeing the human side of these models as they laughed and talked in the videos i mean these are like top african skinned runway and fashion models and i'm seeing them all giggling and laughing and like just being all human you know <laughs> anyway uh solutions 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 <clears throat> the Additional solutions that are going to be made available in the next videos are targeted towards other things. Because uh, this image crisis that I talked about, like I, I say it's an image crisis because it's not really an internal problem that the models have. No, it's more of a crisis to the people around them, the people who 
make the models look good uh, in a crisis where they don't know how to handle this African image. So I felt like the solutions they gave are great. Now for additional solutions to other people who are not necessarily at global runway events. And uh, the three videos that are attached below, I have three solution-based videos that I think you might uh, enjoy. Um, one video was by Andre Laroe. I think he's based in New York and he's a photographer. So his video is targeted towards making people understand the process of photographing an African-skinned person. It might be a model, it might be a couple, whatever it is, it might be your friend or whatever, you know. This guy just broke it down because traditionally, like just logically speaking, one would assume that a photo is a photo. There's nothing extra to it. There's nothing American or there's nothing like Asian or African to it. A photo is just a photo. A person is just a person. But uh, the science bit behind light and cameras and color are not quite so neutral. They, 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 the, the science behind it is very specific to certain colors and certain tones because you have skin that reflects light and then you also then get skin that absorbs light and uh, Andre Laroe did a good job in explaining certain things he not only used a professional camera which some of you might not have access to but then he also switches in the solution video and also uses a phone he not only uses professional lights, but then he also switches and uses natural light. So you get a, like a full buffet on how to photograph African skin. And I had personal experiences, which I shall also mention in yet another podcast that will be at the end of this uh, post, this blog post. Uh, just in case you're thinking, hmm, I'd never thought that... Uh, photographing different skin tones could require different approaches i have a personal experience that i had being a photographer and i'm african i'm i have skin color which has got shades of purple in it and brown and red tones in it i'm looking at my hand right now as i try to describe it i mean there's just a whole lot of stuff happening in there <laughs> right so uh, the two additional videos that you shall now see after the Andre Laroe video is there's a video about a Alice she's a YouTuber right so her approach is more targeted towards people that are doing YouTube videos and recording themselves and lighting themselves so it's not from a standpoint of a professional photographer taking a photo of a model or someone holding a phone taking a photo of a friend no that one is more you lighting yourself as someone with all this melanin <laughs> right and uh, the third video expands on something that was mentioned in the second video because Halis in a second video mentioned something that surprised me. I was, I was surprised, baffled. Like, what is she talking about? She mentioned that Sony cameras do a different job. In fact, for her, Sony cameras do a better job of capturing 
her skin tones and i thought hmm, i've never really thought about that and she thought because her camera was predominantly going to be used in her creating her on youtube videos she went and bought a sony because of that and i thought what i i never heard of such a thing where someone is buying a piece of equipment and you choose that what race or skin tone are you predominantly going to be photographing and based off that you might have to choose camera a or camera b I, I'd never heard of that. I, I mean, I knew that there were certain color differences. These are obvious to anyone who has used multiple color camera brands. Uh, you notice certain color differences. But I'd never sat down and given it deep thought or further analysis to say this could actually influence which camera brands are better at photographing which skin tones. And uh, more, more accurately, you know, to which camera brands do a more accurate job with which tones and um, after she said that I decided to do some research and lo and behold <laughs> YouTube had a ton of videos that were at, uh, like addressing that very subject so it's something that's not a matter of oh no i've always been doing photography so there's no need to make any special accommodation towards certain skin tones because i have my camera i have my light all is good there are certain things that you might not be aware of that could hinder your ability to develop uh, or to rather to to produce an accurate photograph so those things then need to be addressed and I mean the color of science is the color of science and like anything scientific you then have to approach it from a scientific perspective which brings me to the third and final video that's in my solution segment uh, which is a video by Sean Tucker he did a brilliant job in doing a side by side comparison of Canon versus Sony like I said Halis had hinted on this subject and I I was like, what is she talking about? Looked into it and realized she was right. There's this whole world of people that are aware of it and have engineered solutions. Solutions that can be used if you are using a Canon camera. There are certain things you need to be aware about how it captures certain skin tones. If you are using a Sony camera, you have to be aware of how it captures certain skin tones. And uh, all in all, that's what I have for you in my three video solution segment where one video is by Andre, another video Halis, the third video Sean Tucker. All those videos addressing different things all aimed, ultimately it's all aimed at making sure that when you have a model in front of you, whether it's a runway model or your friend or whatever it is, there are certain little things or maybe it could be a client and you've been asked to do wedding photography for people who have a skin tone that might be different to yours or whatever right there are certain little things that you might not even be aware of <laughs> things like what your camera is doing or not doing in the shoot right uh, so i shall conclude this by saying thank you so much for listening i recorded this several times to make it as short as possible 
Yeah, and I think now it's kind of short enough, right? Uh, <clears throat> for those of you that listened to this broadcast and were not on the blog, the blog is titled visuallyafrican.com. Feel free to check it out. There are a whole lot of articles there about a whole bunch of visually african things you know i i do things like i comment on youtube videos that are predominantly african you know in their visualness just to give you an example my previous article was an article about animated content which has african female characters and this is african animations that are made in Africa. You know how you get African content like uh, Wakanda, the whole Black Panther phase, which was made by Hollywood all the way in America. Now, that other blog post that I mentioned, the one about African animations, it's African animations made in Africa by Africans, and it's got African female figures that are done in a way that African women are not always portrayed in uh, mainstream media so the blog has got whole, an assortment of things that are based on visual Africanness if that makes sense <laughs> thank you so much for listening uh, and enjoy the rest of the blog post I hope you will leave me some comments on the podcast or any comments you might have on the blog itself <laughs>